Here we go. Here we go, everybody. Gather around the old radio set. It's the John Curley Sherry Elliger Show. And you following us on, oh no, Instagram? But that's bad news. Wow, that's a tease. Yeah, that's right, lady in the house. Go with a big cigarette hanging out of your mouth. You're hearing curlers. It's the uh, John and Sherry, S H A R. Sherry. John and Sherry yes, Show on, right? Did I get it right? It's S-H-A-R-I. A-R-I. You know what? People can't find it because you're, you're weird, like, oh, I'm special spelling. Oh, it's short for sharing. <laughs> I told you that. Oh, that's right. Now I'm going to get it. Yes. Okay. Oh. <laughs> My phone just called someone named Sherry, S-H-A-R-R-I. Oops, I don't know who that person is. Um, just got a call from me. Sesame Street. Boy, if you are, you have poll ratings at like 38%, uh, one of the most unpopular presidents in the last hundred and some years, and you're going into an election and you're um, disabled by obviously mental and physical decline, the best thing you could possibly do is get uh, Elmo to, did Elmo do this originally on his own? Did Elmo send this out and then the president jumped in? Is that what happened? Well, yeah, let, I mean, uh, El- Elmo morning, himself America. didn't do it, but, but yes, it was put out, and then the president responded. I have a special place in my heart for Elmo. I don't have ever told anybody this. I kind of keep this one close to the vest. I was on Hollywood Squares, and I went to... <laughs> no. Okay. I've, been, I've never heard the Hollywood Square story, so... And I went to <laughs> Elmo. Okay, I went to Elmo to block, and I won the biggest amount of money they've ever had, Okay. So Elmo and I have this thing. I'm glad. Elmo for the block, Elmo for the win. And so now here's Good Morning America explaining what Elmo has done. Oh, sir! I'm just so happy to see you. You're Elmo's friend. Elmo really loves friends. It started as a simple question from one of America's most beloved characters. Elmo taking to X to ask, how's everybody doing? With nearly 200 million views and tens of thousands of replies, The earnest question unleashed an avalanche of responses from so many dealing with difficult issues. Wait, hold on a second. How many people are following Elmo on Twitter or wherever he put this up? As soon as somebody retweets it, you see or reposts it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Men and women from all over writing in with statements like, Elmo, I'm suffering from existential dread over here. And every Monday, I cannot wait for Friday to come every single day and every single week for life. Fresh off a heartbreaking Lions loss, the Detroit Free Press speaking for many, saying, we've been better. Rapper and singer T-Pain adding, What did T-Pain say? What did T-Pain say? I'm just looking for somebody to talk to and show me some love, if you know what I mean. Even... What does that mean, Sherry? Well, we know what you mean. I'll be down there. Oh, what a tease. All right. Where's the lady in the house coat? That's not a tease? I'm looking for somebody to love? I'll be down there. Okay. And President Biden weighing in, saying, I know how hard it is some days to sweep the clouds away and get to sunnier days. Okay, he didn't write that. He didn't write somebody that does his social media. He's not After the high volume of responses, Sesame Street's official account shared a link for those looking for help with their mental health. This is the song, la 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 la, Elmo's song. Elmo not shying away from his new role as America's therapist, later writing, Wow, Elmo is glad he asked. Elmo learned that it is important to ask a friend how they are doing. Elmo will check in again soon, friends. 
Elmo loves you. Hashtag emotional well-being. Hashtag speak of yourself in the third person, Elmo. Why don't you do that? Perhaps because so many of us grew up with Sesame Street, people felt comfortable unloading in this way. A Sesame Street workshop executive said to the New York Times, quote, I don't think anyone anticipated how deeply this particular question would resonate, but we're so thrilled that we did ask. Guys, I think T-Pain put it best in a, uh, a follow-up where he said, I found some love. Is that what his follow-up was? <laughs> That's love. Hey, you left your shoes back here. Oh, pull up any time, bruh. Check in on your people. <laughs> Check in on your people. I know, I know. But you know how it is when you ask somebody, you know, how you doing? And then they do, like, just let it out. It's kind of like, oh. A little starving. Yeah. You're expecting to go. Good. Good. Yeah. But yeah. you better to But you, say but you that. feel good with yeah, Elmo. Absolutely. Let it, let it almost makes you want to say, we love you too, Elmo. Yeah. <laughs> we do. <laughs> I, I have a hard time understanding Elmo. You mean because of the big words that he uses? Yeah, because he's everything's so high up here. And I just, I, I can't, I don't know do why. In that voice where you say Elmo loves you? Elmo loves you. Thank wow. you, sir. <laughs> Anything else? Uh. I'll take I'll take the rest off the air. Okay. <laughs> I, know, I know how fond of him you are. Oh right. Sad story out of Washington D.C. Former Trump administrative official shot in a carjacking. Was this in broad daylight? Yeah, it was around four thirty in the afternoon. It's a guy named Mike Gill, and he was a a Trump administration official. Um, he was get, picking up his wife on K Street. K Street is a main corridor uh, through the District of Columbia, and it's right. where all the lobbyists are, all the political consultants are there. Gucci it is, Golf. It, it's called the Gucci Golf. Yeah. So it's not a bad area. It's not a high crime area. He was picking up his wife. A guy went to the car. I don't know if he opened the door for him, if he saw a gun or what happened, but the guy just went into the car, shot him in the head. He tried to get out of the car and was slumped over. His wife came out, saw him, called an ambulance. He's uh, in very critical condition right now. Later, that same guy went over by Gallaudet University, which is, you know, an okay neighborhood, uh, shot and killed another guy in a car. Mm. Then he went out on uh, 95, which is a big, big road here, and uh, he shot a transit officer, and then he shot at a Maryland state trooper. And finally, the police killed him in a shootout between the two of them. Well, it sounds like they need um, gun insurance there in uh, D.C. That would cut it down because that's what they want to do here in Washington. We'll get to that ridiculous bill in a second. But Mark Zuckerberg apologized, turned around and apologized to everybody because he was getting beaten up in a congressional hearing. Um, and he apologizes for the undue duress Oh, it's a Senate hearing over the damage of social media is causing to children. Here, here's the story of 2000, I think 18, 19. It was 18 months of a study that was done. And here's what they found. They knew that social media, particularly Facebook and Instagram, has a detrimental effect upon young people. 40% of girls that were saying they were on Instagram and scrolling all the time 
felt depressed, suicidal, and all these other things. So Facebook knew it. Instagram knew it. But unfortunately, about $100 uh, million of their money comes from uh, young viewers on Instagram. And they basically did nothing about it. They said, oh, we're going to do something about it. But they never did anything about it. So when he was taking a task, he decides he's going to apologize. Well, apologies don't really do anything. And here he is. He's going to apologize to the family. Who did you fire? I said you mischaracterized. 37% of teenage girls between 13 and 15 were exposed to unwanted nudity in a week on Instagram. You knew about it. Who did you fire? Senator, this is why we're building all the tools. Who did you fire? Senator, I don't think that that's... Who did you fire? I'm not going to answer that. Um, that's, I <laughs> mean, you didn't is, fire anybody, right? You didn't take so any significant I, I action. It's appropriate to talk about, it, it, like, it's not appropriate. decisions. Do you know who's like sitting that. behind you? You've got families from across the nation whose children are either severely harmed or gone, and you don't think it's appropriate to take a, talk about steps that you took? The fact that you didn't fire a I, single person? To, Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Have you compensated any of the victims? Sorry? Have you compensated any of the victims? I, These I, girls, have you compensated them? I don't believe so. You, why not? That empower parents. So you didn't take any them. action. You didn't that's take any true, action. Senator. You didn't fire anybody. You haven't that's compensated a single not, victim. Let me ask you said. this. Let me ask you this. There he, he, here, I can fix this. In the beginning of the about 1990s, mid-90s, the Congress decided they were going to protect the Internet. And they basically said, listen, we're going to cover you for liability because we don't know. We don't want you to have to deal with a whole bunch of lawsuits. We really see this as benefit to society for you to be able to have people put stuff up on the Internet and not have to worry about getting sued. So you're different for libel and slander. We'll protect you with liability. We will make sure that you don't have to pay anybody anything. They put it in place. What is it? Something section 223 or 224 or something, whatever that number is. Well, they had it in place. They still have it there. So the United States government doesn't get in there and regulate the content that's in social media. They do go and visit Mark Zuckerberg and tell him to shadow ban, take things down, uh, and to hold news back that the administration doesn't want you to read. So they knew they did that. But they basically, you gave them cover with this. So they don't have to pay anybody anything. But Zuckerberg Families decides, of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? Would you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? What's he going to say? No. And this is why we invested so much and are going to continue doing the efforts to, uh, to make sure that no one has to go through the types of things that your families have had to suffer. Okay. If you're into um, seeing kids do disgusting things, being forced to do disgusting things on Instagram, you can find that. They pedophiles they've gotten 27 but they still allow people to put up child porn horrible i mean just i started to read about this morning and i had to stop reading about it just disgusting things and you can find it so there's an entire network and these 
horrible human beings that exploit children this way, they know the certain keywords that you can put in, and then there it all is for you. So Instagram doesn't do anything about that. And Meta, uh, that's Facebook and Instagram, obviously after they got the study saying our stuff is dangerous to kids, didn't do anything about that either. So that's why they're going after him. But you know what? If you want, get rid of that liability protection and start to treat these guys like you would treat other media uh, corporations, but they don't have that thing in place. So that's what we have right now. I was surprised when I read the headline, I thought that Mark Zuckerberg just kind of went in there and on his own said, I'm so sorry about the pain that I've caused you. I'm so sorry about all this. It wasn't like that at all. I mean, he had no choice but to stand up and apologize after he was put under that kind of pressure. Yeah. So he turns around. What's going to say? No. Apologize to everybody. Was that? And then who'd you fire? Did they really want to try to stop people? It's a hundred billion. I'm sorry. They make a hundred billion dollars in revenue from kids under the age of 18 scrolling through Instagram. So that's big money. You're not going to stop it. But the government gets in there. And if you happen to, you know, have a drug that's produced and they send that thing out, harm, harm somebody, or if you make a ladder and the, it doesn't have the proper, you know, label on it, they come after you. They shut you down on a whole bunch of stuff. But when it comes to social media, Instagram, they don't really have anything in place because they still continue to protect a social media. But they probably need to start doing something about it right now. Mark Zuckerberg turning around to apologize to people isn't going to amount to a hill of beans in this topsy-turvy world of ours, Sherry. Mm-mm. Not I like for this. parents. Peter Theo, Theo, Thee, Thee, Thigh, Thou, Thumb. Thank you. <clears throat> this is the guy that said, don't go to college. If you come up with a good idea, I'll give you $250,000. And hundreds of thousands of people applied for it rather than going to college. We'll give you seed money. You don't need college. You can just do this on your own. He has decided he is backing financially um, the steroid Olympics. I'm all in favor of this. I think they should have steroids. They should let steroids run rampant in Major League Baseball. Let them juice it all up. Let's see more home runs and let's see people, you know, I don't know, break incredible records. It would just be, it would be the steroid Olympics. It's terrible. And then there'd be the regular Olympics. People want to watch the steroid Olympics with somebody's able to, you know, lift 3,000 pounds or something because they're all juiced up. And then six months later, they mysteriously die of a giant brain tumor. But yeah. he, uh, he's, he's all in on this one. He's going to financially back it, Sherry. Yeah, he wants to get uh, new world records, so like the steroid (laughs) world records, uh, to get rid of some of the old ones. I I say this is a dangerous proposition, and I I think there's going to be a a death count here because people are going to go way overboard. Um, He says they're adopting a very sophisticated safety protocol. Uh, which helps put the athletes, you know, health in the as the priority. He also points out no taxpayer money is going to this, not unlike the Olympics, where a lot of taxpayer money goes to to uh, support the the city or whatever that hosts the Olympics. Um, uh-huh. It's going to be track and field, swimming, gymnastics, weightlifting, and combat sports. How about that? Mm-hmm. The world record for deadlifting, Sherry. That's by the way, suited and strapped. In case you're wondering is 1,105 pounds. By, by like a normal, not steroid person? I don't know. No. By Hafen Jules Borgensen. Oh, Hafen. Nice yeah, I know him. He's a nice guy. He's clean. He's clean. <laughs> yeah, Hafen. Uh, 
Would you be all right if they had if they let steroids back in Major League Baseball? Well, being the baseball fan that I am, I'm terribly yes. concerned about it. Uh, no, I mean, I, I'm sure there's a lot that goes on that is behind the scenes anyway. So, People that watch it, Joe, did you watch baseball? And it's like, wait a minute, that guy, why does his head look so different from last year? Yeah, they, Mark McGuire was a skinny dude oh. before he started juicing. Same with Barry Bonds, just a normal-sized baseball player, and then they just grew substantially. Oh, shit. I was talking to um, Jay Buhner one time, and I said, could you tell when those guys are juicing? And he's like, yeah, I don't want to say the guy's name on the air. Because we walked into the locker room after the season was over. The season the season started again. And this one guy standing there is like, uh, uh, what, ha- what happened to you? Giant arms. You know, just like trying to get away with it if he can. All right. Um, let me see. 4.30. What are you coming up at 4.30? This is known as the... By the way, lady in the house goes, this is a tease, okay? George Carlin's family is suing AI. Oh, All right? that's a tease. Wait, 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 there's more teasing. Uh, and then also, finally, Congress steps in because they don't want people to see this person new doing gro- doing weird, gross things. Oh, that's a tease. tease. There you go. Oh, that's All a right. tease. Here's a tease. <laughs> wow. It's all worked up. <laughs> Thank you, Sherry. Appreciate that. Made through the whole thing without any four-letter words. Congratulations. <laughs> By the way, Andrew, find uh, Sherry's slip-up yesterday. Oh, I grabbed it in Congratulations to, to Andrew for catching him. And I listen, Sherry, you are... I know. I know. It's, we're making a big deal about it. But can you play it now? You wouldn't play. You wouldn't. You dumped it I, yesterday. No, I can't play it. It's. I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable playing it. Well, how about the dump of it? Oh, the dump of it. Yeah, here's how it works, everybody. But they've Andrew, already heard that. Well, here's what Andrew's job is. So if he hears anything that sounds even slightly like, oop, that could be a bad word, he has to quickly boop, press the button. So imagine we say something, it's it's bouncing around inside a box. That's the best way to explain it, for like seven seconds, and then it goes out over the air. But if Andrew goes, ooh, was that a, was that a, ooh, that's not a bad word, you just press the button, the dump button, and then it grabs those, it grabs the things. Is it seven seconds of, of priceless audio? Yes. And just throws it away. People mm-hmm. never hear it. Unless you're on the stream. stream. Unless you're on the stream. And we do (laughs) have a way. I do have a a recording here of the station before it gets dumped. So I do have it undumped, but I can't It's not important. Sherry is a professional, and she didn't curse. And I'm no further questions, Your Honor. Well, I can tell you what I was trying to say because it was about You had the right to remain silent. Okay. (laughs) Anything you say. And I was trying to say potato chips. But the chips would teeny, make you go teeny, to the restroom, teeny. right? Don't let her drag you down, Teeny. Yeah, Teeny was having Throw some digestive problems. Teeny was having digestive problems. And so I said maybe it's because she ate some potato chips. Because we had chips. talked about this potato chips I know, that I, were I baked and Alestra was in them. And maybe that was her problem. That was a problem. All right. All we're doing is talk about your... Your gas problem. Uh, I'm doing damage to my digestive system. There we go. George Carlin, AI George Carlin, mocking the fact that that we have uh, two senile candidate presidents. Uh, This is AI. This is not George Carlin. And at this point, the American election is just another 
shitty reality show on one of their overpriced streaming services. <laughs> okay, guess in the, here's the real George Carlin. So see what you think is how close. It's it is. just one more way of reducing your liberty and reminding you that they can f with you anytime they want, as long as you put up with it. As long as you put up with it, which means, of course, anytime they want. Because that's what Americans do now. They're always willing to trade away a little of their freedom in exchange for the feeling, the illusion of security. What we have now is a completely neurotic population obsessed with security and safety and crime and drugs and cleanliness and hygiene and germs. There's another thing, germs. Where did this sudden fear of germs come from in this country? Have you noticed this? The media. Okay, so there's, there's the original George. And then the AI sounds uh, kinda. And at this point, the American election is just another shitty reality show on one of their overpriced streaming services. No. Mm -mm. If you don't believe me, take a look at your two. I repeat, two choices in this next election. Shouldn't a country of 300 million ethnically and ideologically diverse people have more options than two rich, senile, dishonest, out of touch, 80 year old? Okay, so the family is suing the fact that someone has generated this stuff. It has sort of the style of George Carlin. Doesn't sound like him, but I guess it's the delivery and the thoughts. So, what are the what's the family want, Sherry? Well, the family says that they don't have any right to do this. None of the defendants had permission to use Carlin's likeness for the AI-generated George Carlin special, nor did they have a license to use any of the late comedian's copyrighted materials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the defendants haven't filed a, a response yet. I believe it's this uh, this comedian that's doing it, and they, they, they put all of George Carlin's material into AI, and then yeah. generated the voice. But the voice lacks the graveliness of his voice and the depth yes. of his voice. So it yeah. really doesn't even sound that that great. Um, and I think that the special is called George Carlin, I'm Glad I'm Dead. Oh. Okay, well, it's not really him, So, the, but the family wants the money. This is just the beginning. People were going to be suing on a whole bunch of stuff for AI, AI replacing a whole slew of jobs. I was reading about it today that uh, when UPS laid off those, tail, was it 12,000, 12,000 employees, a lot of them were middle managers, and they said they went through, took a look at what those middle managers do, and they said, oh, you know what? We can replace, I don't know what the percentage was, big chunk of them with AI that some a computer would be able to solve the problems that you're paying somebody 125000 for. And they went in there and just whacked a whole bunch of middle kind of managers that are in that place. Mm -hmm. So people like Jacob are going to be hurt most by this crawling around on all fours, <laughs> spying on everybody. Well, his daughter, uh, Kelly Carlin, said that the work is a poorly executed facsimile cobbled together by an unscrupulous individual to capitalize on the extraordinary goodwill my father established with his adoring fan base. Yeah, yeah. Um, when the all the actors went on strike, they wanted included in the contract that a human being will read that line a human being will appear in that scene what they didn't want is if you're in a movie and then they could take your image so you're an extra or something else and have you appear in a whole bunch of other things as well and they never have to compensate you for it so 
because the computer generated would just allow them to just repeat your presence, the crowd or whatever, and nobody gets paid for it. Good Morning America recently talked about the explosive deep fake uh, ads appearing online. Apparently, it's Taylor Swift. We are launching an investment project. From Elon Musk pitching an investment opportunity to Gail King promoting a weight loss product. Follow the link right now and learn more about my secret. It seems fake ads made with AI are everywhere. Even Tom Hanks has found himself an unwilling spokesperson, warning his Instagram followers, there's a video out there promoting some dental plan with an AI version of me. I have nothing to do with it. While celebrity endorsement scams are nothing new, in the age of AI, these deceitful deepfakes are becoming more convincing, fooling those who buy into them. The FBI says last year victims lost a record $10.2 billion to scams and other online crimes. Even if deepfakes aren't scams, some say they can take an emotional toll. AI-generated videos of late comedian Robin Williams have been viewed by thousands. Over the weekend, his daughter Zelda speaking out, writing, I've already heard AI used to get my dad's voice to say whatever people want. I find it personally disturbing. And now celebrities are fighting back. It feels great to be back in front of a crowd. But After say, a computer created this fake Tom Brady comedy special, the football legend sent the people behind the hour-long video a cease and desist letter, reportedly calling the video highly offensive and... Okay, you know what you need to do? Death penalty. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little extreme. Extreme. <clears throat> you have to put the fear of God into the people that are creating this stuff because it's really, really dangerous for society. Well, a bipartisan group is working on this in part because the Taylor Swift thing happened and yeah. they've put something together called Criminalize the Spread of Non-Consensual Sexualized Images Generated by AI or the Defiance Act. Okay. So it means that you would be prohibited to do any, any of that and that victims could get a, a civil uh, judgment against you. So that it's not criminal, but... You should have to register as a sex offender. Oh, Joe, good. Wow. That's Look a at good you. Idea. Huh? There you go. As opposed to the death penalty? I think we'll start start with sex offender and then maybe we'll get there. That's good. Wow. Good job, Joe. Look at you coming to with something like that. Joe Mama. Uh, Andrew, put Joe in the book. For what? <laughs> All right. Sitting there listening to John Curley, Sherry Ellicker show, and you're thinking, God, I just want to just scream at the radio. I want to text and say something. Yesterday's show, this guy who really hates me. What's his name? Uh, Joe? I mean, there's many, but... <laughs> Which one? Which one? I mean, I don't want to say. I, I know who you're talking about, but I don't want to say. He knows who he is. Yeah, he does. Anyway, he even wrote in yesterday something somewhat nice. So, I don't know what happened, but he's turned to. Turn the corner. Or I did. Anyway, you can write. My uh, Makoshi Casino Resort text line at one triple eight nine seven six. All are welcome. One has chosen to be the uh, letter of the day, according to the teeny tiny lady in the pickle jar. By the way, Sherry, how bad do you feel about her? Gets a little gassy, eats those potatoes, and then she's stuck in a jar in her own in her own sort of filth. Oh. 
Why, why did you point Moving that out? Moving on, Sherry. It's so gross. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you want to tell people they can also leave a voicemail? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Um, 206 726. Ooh, there's two of them in a row. Mm-hmm. 5441. That would be the first Irish Catholic American president. 206 726 5441. That is the John and Sherry show. Um, you can also find us at um, Joe's put a bunch of other stuff in there. All right, that's it. Turn on oh, that. that's a tease. Okay, you know what? That woman is so gross. <laughs> she's just she's just there all the time, no matter what. It's no one ever satisfies her, just constantly teasing her. Yeah. Jennifer, whatever her name is, Linas, she's 40 years old. She likes digging around in garbage. She's been doing it since she was in college. Now, 20 years later, she says she has uh, stashed or she has a staggering $2 million worth of discarded goods from rummaging through garbage. Oh, you guys are never going to f- believe me. <laughs> <gasps> Why are you cursing? Unnecessary. <laughs> Unnecessito. When I tell you there's whole lego sets they filled the whole bottom of the dumpster with with stuff with um toys that they're getting rid of but then they put all this heavy stuff on top of it so nobody could yeah access it or, or get it you showed that i can't believe you can't do this no. you can't throw away whole boxes of unopened legos no you can't this is crazy and markers Puzzles, a ton of these. How about an oxygen tank? Can you find I'm that in there? I'm seriously like holding back tears right now. <laughs> this should all be donated. So are we. And yeah. I'm also getting ready to cry because I'm going to get to donate this. Oh, uh, yeah, but you find some Kleenex in there. So it looks like I'm totally going to find something. Yes. Okay, then what does she do with the stuff that she finds? Does she give it to poor people or sad people that need a vacuum cleaner or something? Well, she admits that she keeps some of the better stuff for herself. For instance, <laughs> she found um, a Dyson air wrap, which is about 600 bucks. That's huge. Uh, she's found a, um, you know, the Robo uh, back vacuum cleaner. She found one who's, of those. Whose garbage is she going through? I know. Well, she says when she runs errands and she sees a dumpster, she goes into it and tries to find whatever she can. But a lot of mm-hmm. the stuff that she thinks is perfectly good goes to charities and people that can't afford it and all that so two million dollars in perfectly good household goods and objects she says she's uh, collected over the last 20 years impossible no impossible because no people don't go oh here's a perfectly good hair dryer i'll just throw it in the garbage the stuff's broken people don't want to fix it it's too expensive they just replace it it's a disposable society but people aren't throwing out like hey here's a vacuum cleaner i just i'll vacuum the kitchen or and then Still running fine. I'll just throw it in the garbage. <laughs> well, the Lego, the unopened Lego boxes, that's, I can't get, that's impossible because those are worth so much money. No store would throw away unopened product that they can Get her on the phone sell. and tell her not to drop any F bombs and <laughs> yeah. get her. Yeah. I'll get her. Joe, get, get her on the phone. Mm. <laughs> it's an empty promise. How many, but how many dumpsters do you suppose that she's? rooted through in 20 years no she's sherry she's just doing this so people follow her and then blah 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 and then we play her dumb stuff on the radio (laughs) it works (laughs) here it is yeah he's the last 12 donated to this church group that i know that does a special christmas shot for low-income parents and they yeah 
for, for people that want broken appliances. 